Have you ever been really, really thirsty? Maybe you were running a marathon or you were super nervous before giving a speech. You were so thirsty that you could hardly speak because your mouth was so dry. Have you ever had that? I've had that a number of times. <laughs> There's nothing worse, right? Everything stops working when you're thirsty, when you're dehydrated. It reminds me of uh, my many trips over to the Philippines. Uh, I used to take uh, groups of young men over and we, we'd help with house building projects. And I've never experienced thirst like I did working under that sun uh, and that extreme humidity. Right? Nothing could seem to quench the thirst. doesn't matter how much water we drank. And so by sort of lunchtime, we would start to head up to the local little um, shop and buy really cold bottles of Coke, you know, and <laughs> be just savouring this Coke. But the only problem was is that it made us more thirsty, right, all that sugar. Nothing could seem to satisfy the thirst. Now, the reason I'm talking about thirst is that this is the underlying human dilemma that Jesus is pointing to in our gospel today. And of course, he's not talking about bodily thirst. He's talking about a deeper, more life-threatening thirst, the thirst of our soul. That's the problem. That's the dilemma that Jesus gives us a solution to, an answer to today. Let's get back to this gospel. It starts with Jesus travelling and um, it's in the middle of the day. So he decides to stop for a rest by the well. We might assume that he stopped by the well because he had a need for water. He was thirsty. But the writer of the gospel didn't say he was thirsty. He said he was tired. But he didn't say he was thirsty. And that's probably because he had his own bottle of water, like Jesus was a seasoned traveller, right? He would have carried a flask or whatever they carried back then. But then a woman approaches. She's come to get some water from the well. And as she approaches, Jesus asks her for a drink. Now, maybe that's because his water ran out, possible. Or he wanted to save his water, maybe, for later. But the truest reason why he asked her for water comes out a little bit later in their conversation. He says to the woman, if you only knew what God is offering and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have been the one to ask and he would have given you living water. Here we find two very important spiritual principles. The first is that God always makes the first move. Right? We might think that we're pursuing God, but the truth is that we're only moving towards God because God has already been moving towards us. We're just responding to God's initiative always. Anytime you make any move towards God, it's because God's already moving towards you. God's always giving you a loving nudge. Most of the time we don't feel it. We don't respond to it, but sometimes we do. And you have today. Well done. God always makes a first move. The second principle is this. Whenever God asks something from us, just like he asked for that drink of water through Jesus, it's because there is something he wants to give us. 
There is something that God knows that we need. You see, God is perfectly satisfied. God is complete. He doesn't need anything from us. So whenever God asks something from us, it is always for our sake. It is for our happiness. It is for our flourishing. See, Jesus only asked the woman for water so that he could give her water. And not the water that would satisfy her bodily thirst, but the water that he knew she really needed. The water that would meet the deeper needs of her soul, her needs for love, for truth, for hope, for peace, for joy. That's the water that Jesus was offering. Now, the question for us today at the heart of this gospel is what water are you drinking from to satisfy the thirst of your soul? Jesus only gives us two options. He contrasts for us two, two types of water. And both, of course, are metaphors, right? Uh, the first, he talks about ordinary water, H2O, which represents all of the external things that we look to, to to satisfy our deeper thirst. And you know what these things are. These are the things we spend so much of our time and our energy on. Achievements, status, possessions, relationships, our, our sensual pleasures, our endlessly busy lives. Now, Jesus doesn't say this water is necessarily bad. He doesn't say it won't bring you some level of satisfaction. But his point is that this water will not ultimately satisfy the thirst of your soul. He says, whoever drinks this water will get thirsty again. It will never meet those deep needs of your heart, which is tragic. Don't try and meet your internal thirst with external stuff, is basically what Jesus is saying here, because it will never be enough. I randomly came across a quote this week that I felt kind of summarised this point really well. The quote said, Happiness is an inside job. Don't assign anyone else that much power over your life. Don't look out there for what you can only find in here. Now, the other option that Jesus gives us today is living water. He says, those who drink of this water will never be thirsty again. The water that I shall give will turn into a spring inside him, welling up to eternal life. This is the water that we cannot find out there. It doesn't matter how brilliant we may be, how beautiful, how wealthy, how powerful cannot find it out there. It only comes from within. Jesus is talking here about the presence of God's spirit deep within our heart. That is the living water. That's the water, Jesus says, that will truly hydrate you, the water that enables the deeper life within us to grow and to flourish. I want to suggest to us that The invitation of the gospel today is a very practical one. 
Jesus is inviting us to foster our interior life. He's, he's, he's saying to us, get familiar with God's presence within you because that's where you find what you're hungering for, what you're thirsting for. That is where we find a never-ending source of love and of truth and of wisdom and of healing. One which we can draw from any time. Because it's in us. That's where we discover who we truly are and what it is that God is calling us to do with our lives. You see, when we live from the outside in, we tend to carry this idea that, that, that happiness and that life is always just around the corner. You know, um, and we think, oh, when, I, when I get that thing or when I go there, or when I have this or do that, then I'll be, I'll be happy. Then I'll be good. Can you relate? And what, what tends to happen is we, we, we get kind of trapped in this never-ending cycle of, of rushing towards the future. We often become slaves of the things that we think we must have in order to be happy. But Jesus is pointing to the fact that what we need to be satisfied can only ever be found here and now. It's not in the future. It's here and it's now. And in fact, it's within you. You can access it anytime. St. Augustine, famously sharing about his conversion, he said, I was, I was always looking outside for life, for meaning, but then suddenly I realised that everything I needed is within me because, God, you are within me. This was the secret of all the saints, huh? They flourished because they learned how to connect with their deeper centre, how to draw life from God within them. If you've been baptised, you have this life, you have this living water. You already have what you need to meet the deeper thirst of your soul, to um, answer those deep questions, to know who it is that God has created you to be and where it is that God is leading. You have it. You have the answers within you. You just need to learn how to connect to that well. You need to learn how to become more present to your heart rather than stuck in your head. Very simple example. When you're driving along in the car, try and take a break for a minute from your incessant thinking, <laughs> right? From your obsessive thoughts. And just try and tap into your heart. Try and take that journey. Rather than listening to yourself, just for a moment, try and listen to your God. The same is true, of course, here at Mass. Rather than thinking about what's coming up, or what I've got to cook tonight, where we're we going after this, or when's Father Dan going to shut up? Um, yeah. What's God saying to me as Father Dan is speaking? As I sit here, just having received Jesus in Eucharist, what is God saying to me? What's going on in my heart? How is God leading me? 
This is what our spirituality and prayer is all about, moving us from an outside-in way of living to an inside-out life where, where we, we, we live from our deepest and truer self. Now, there's so much more we could say about fostering our interior life, but that's for another day. I want to end by coming back to this woman at the well. She didn't really understand what Jesus was offering her. She, she thought it was water, like H2O, right? But she did get to a point where she was open. And you heard it, right? She says, sir, give me some of that water so that I might never get thirsty and never have to come here again to draw water. And Jesus responded with something quite odd. We didn't hear it today because we had the abbreviated version. But Jesus says to her, go and call your husband. Odd, right? Give me that water. Go and call your husband. It might sound strange, but there was a very important reason why Jesus made this response. And it was because the woman had five husbands, you see. And now she was living with another man who was not her husband. Jesus was not condemning her, but he was just helping her to realise that her efforts to satisfy her thirsts out there, and for her it was through relationships with men, were ultimately getting in the way of the living water that he wanted to give her. See, when we fill ourselves with ordinary water, the stuff out there, when we get consumed with that, we deprive ourselves of the water that we really need. So if you want to access this living water, like the woman, you need to surrender to God all the things, all the things that you think you must have to be happy. got to stop grasping after them. You need to let go of thinking that you know what is best for your life and instead be open to whatever God wants to give you and wherever God wants to lead you. Whenever we let go of trying to satisfy ourselves, we create a space for God to fill us with the water that truly satisfies, the water that enables our deeper life within us to grow and to flourish. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.